SBS Radio. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. Aboriginal man died in WA's prison over the weekend. Family says authorities were ignoring his worsening mental health. A corneal inquiry into the disappearance of an Aboriginal woman resumed in Kent yesterday. And further evacuation orders in place as the Lismore levy is overrun. In Western Australia, the family of an Aboriginal man who died in prison over the weekend say, say authorities had ignored his worsening mental health in the weeks before he died. The man was found unresponsive in his cell shortly after 7 p.m. on Friday after his family says he had spent weeks in solitary confinement. Aaron Fernandez reports for NITV News. A young life cut short. 22-year-old Noongar Yamaji man Ricky Lee Count was found unresponsive in his cell at Hakia Prison and couldn't be revived. His mother said her son had self-harmed multiple times in prison since the start of the year, but didn't receive the support he needed. Lara Kant, Ricky's mother, spoke to the media yesterday. No one heard me cry up or up. I rang everywhere. It's all over my page. I've been begging for help for Ricky. Mr Count had been serving a three and a half year sentence at Arcacia Prison for aggravated burglary. His family says he contracted COVID-19 inside the facility and was among 100 inmates that participated in a riot in February, shortly after COVID restrictions were introduced. Ms Count says there was no help. That's crying out for help when they on the roof at that prison. No one helped us. No one helped me and my family. Instead, Mr Count was transferred from Arcacia to Perth's Hakia prison, where his family say he was placed in solitary confinement for three weeks as punishment for taking part in the riot. In a statement, a spokesperson from the WA Department of Justice said the circumstances of the recent death of a prisoner at Hakia Prison are being investigated by the WA Police Force and will be the subject of a coronial inquest. And as such, it is not appropriate to comment further. But we want justice! The Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody recommended more than 30 years ago that ligature points be removed from prisons. But advocates say that recommendation has still not been fully implemented and culturally appropriate mental health services are lacking. Mirgad Krakower from National Suicide Prevention describes steps that could have made a difference. That young boy had never received a visit from an Aboriginal visitor scheme worker. If that story has caused you any distress, 24-hour support services are available. You can call Lifeline 13 11 14, Yarning Safe and Strong on 1800 95 95 63, or you can reach out to your local AMS or Community Controlled Health Service. 
the Northern Territory Independent Commission Against Corruption, will investigate allegations of improper conduct surrounding the arrest and prosecution of Zakari Rolf. Constable Rolf was found not guilty earlier in the month of murdering Aboriginal teenager Kumanjai Walker during a failed outback arrest in November 2019 in Yendemu. Since then, allegations of political interference involving Police Commissioner Jamie Choker and Chief Minister Michael Gunner have continued. Constable Rolf was charged four days after the fatal shooting in the community of Yendemu in 2019. Independent Commissioner Against Corruption Michael Richies has confirmed he would examine allegations of improper conduct related to Constable Rolf's arrest and the process that led to the murder charge being laid. Kumanjai's Walker death will also be the subject of an inquest in September, with the acting coroner Elizabeth Armitage, who has expressed sincere condolences to the family and community of Kumanjai Walker yesterday. A coronial inquiry into the disappearance of an Aboriginal woman, Alison Bernard, has resumed in Cairns yesterday. The 23-year-old mother of two hasn't been seen since vanishing in 2019 and her family remains desperate for answers. Tanisha Stanton reports for NITV News. Nine years on from the disappearance of Ms Alison Bernard and her family is still looking for answers. The young mother of two was last seen alive in February of 2013, leaving a tavern in the small town of Cohen in Cape York. Her family is still trying to figure out what happened. Uncle Teddy Bernard says the family has many questions. We're still looking for answers as to why or where is she or when is she going to come home. And with so many unanswered questions... They haven't been able to start the healing process. In Aboriginal culture, when someone dies, you've got to have a body to send a spirit where you've got to have a body to put down, and we don't have anything yet. Today marked the commencement of the second sitting of the coronial inquest, which will run over the next two weeks. Debbie Kilroy, a lawyer and activist, says cross-examinations are happening this week. This week we'll be uh, cross-examining the forensic officers as well as um, the police officers who are in charge of the investigation and then the person of interest, Thomas Burns, will be cross-examined. Some of Ms Bernard's family will be in attendance after Debbie Kilroy started a GoFundMe page to cover the costs of travel and accommodation. The costs have been um, over $10,000 to date just for this part of the inquest. And we will be hoping that uh, there would be a finding um, at the end of Miss Bernard's inquest by the coroner, um, a recommendation that families are funded by government to attend inquests for their loved ones in the future. Ms Kilroy hopes Ms Bernard's family finally get the answers they've been yearning for. Her biggest worry is the continuing delay. We may not get the findings from the coroner till next year, which means that Miss Bernard would have been missing for 10 years and her two children are 10 years older and still don't know where their mother is, which is quite heartbreaking. She's the proud Gomeroi Gamilarai Moriyina woman who has documented important social, political and cultural events for over 30 years. Across the next six months, 
Auntie Barbara Grady's photography will be on display in Sydney's inner city. Her Deadly Sports Heroes exhibition shines a light on black excellence and she hopes her work will become a permanent fixture. Karen Cox reports for NITV News. Acclaimed photojournalist Barbara McGrady first picked up a camera almost half a century ago. Uh, when I was 15, I'm 72 now, I've uh, taken photos on and off all my life. Her career has been wide and varied capturing powerful images of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people against backdrops of historical, social, political and cultural change. And now she hopes her new exhibition in Sydney, titled Deadly Sports Heroes, will inspire the next generation of Indigenous Australians. I want them to walk through and uh, be proud of their sporting heroes. Uh, I want them to say, well, that's our mob. The photo exhibition features some of the biggest and most famous names in Australian sport. From Narago woman and recently retired tennis world number one, Ash Barty. She knows the game, uh, she plays it well, uh, champion and a wonderful person. To Wajak Noongar man Lance Buddy Franklin, who last weekend kicked a historic 1,000 AFL goals, the first Indigenous player to do so. He's a supreme athlete, he's got it all. She hopes her 15 photos of black sporting excellence will be on display for a long time to come. I have a saying where I shoot through a black lens. There's a lot of great memories with uh, these photographs. Um, I've always wanted them here in this public space and uh, I think they'll be up six months but I, I hope it's permanent. As for any future retirement plans... It's not going to stop. As long as I can hold a camera up. <laughs> Which is really weird because I didn't bring my camera today. Australia's big body for working with men who use family violence has welcomed $10.5 million in funding for their men's referral service from the federal budget. No to violence, says the funding, which was a key ask for of their 2022 election statement will help recruit dedicated counsellors for the organization's brief interven intervention service over the next five years. CEO Jackie Watt told SBS News that these services have proven to be highly effective in early intervention for men who use violence and that this funding would help further their education. It's a win-win situation for uh us in our role of trying to prevent family violence. It's a win-win situation for us in our role of trying to enhance women and children's safety because by giving us this funding, we can have our eyes and our ears on more men and be more engaged with seeking to alter the course of their behaviour. Advice and counselling for men concerned about their use of family violence should call Men's Referral Service on... 1,366-491. Police have confirmed floodwaters have overtopped the Lismore Levee as heavy rain continues to force evacuation orders across the northern region of New South Wales. For the second time in 24 hours, the Lismore CBD area was evacuated overnight, with the SES urging residents on Wednesday morning to leave immediately.
Emergency Services Minister Steph Cook says residents living near any rivers in the region must continue to stay updated and follow the advice of emergency services. Uh, there are currently 10 evacuation orders in place uh, and eight evacuation warnings uh, and that may change throughout the day and if it does so um, it, it's likely to change quickly and we therefore ask people to be on alert uh, and ready to move uh, as required. Acting Premier Paul Toole says rainfall has exceeded 400 millimetres in some parts of the Northern Rivers overnight and that these extreme weather systems are likely to continue. We are still expecting a very wet period over the coming months. Uh, we may be in this situation come back again in weeks' time. Uh, April is expected to be quite wet in many parts of the state. And we know that we want to work with these communities during this difficult time. And overseas now. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky warns that while the latest round of peace talks with Russian negotiators have been generally positive, Russia cannot be trusted. The Kremlin announced after the talks between Russian and Ukrainian delegations in Istanbul that Russia will significantly reduce military operations near Ukraine's capital of Kyiv and the northern city of Cherniv. In a video addressed on Tuesday night, Mr. Zelensky said Ukraine's negotiators would not compromise on sovereignty and territorial integrity, adding that the negotiation process would continue on Ukraine's terms. Yes, we can say that the signals we hear from the talks are positive, but these signals cannot silence the explosions of Russian shells. Of course, we are seeing all of the risks. Of course, we are not seeing grounds to trust the words coming from the representatives of the country that continues fighting to destroy us. And to sports now. Fremantle veteran David Mundy will be forced to miss Sunday's Western Derby due to the AFL's health and safety protocols. Nat 5 will also be sidelined due to injury. Five underwent successful back surgery on Saturday after being bothered by a disc injury and he wants to make sure he's fully recovered before playing again. He told Triple M he hopes to be recovered in about six weeks. So, look, it's day by day. Uh, I'm working on a rough figure of six, um, but with backs, anyone that's had backs, and I've spoken to Matthew Pavlich extensively about this, you have to really respect them because um, we don't want any other lingering problems to occur in and around the spine. It's a pretty important area. And let's have a look at today's weather. Broom possible shower with the tops of 34 degrees. Perth shower or two, possible storm, 28 Adelaide today is cloudy and 23 degrees. Melbourne possible shower developing and 20 degrees. Hobart shower or two and 16 degrees. Albury Wodonga is sunny with uh, 28 degrees. Canberra much the same and 19 degrees. Wollongong showers and 21 degrees. Sydney similar conditions and 22. Brisbane possible morning shower and 28 degrees. Townsville sunny with the tops of 35. Cairns mostly sunny and 33 degrees. Darwin is partly cloudy with 33 degrees. Alice Springs today is mostly sunny with the tops of 33 degrees. And Torres Strait Islands today are cloudy, cloudy with showers and possibility of a thunderstorm and 29 degrees.
to hear more stories like this, listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.